Just think, if it was not for your mother, you wouldn't be here today. That's very profound. Bet you've never thought about that. But remember to do something nice for your mother if uh, she is still among the living. If not, and uh, also do something nice for the mother of your children. And uh, so don't forget next Sunday morning, and I encourage all of you mothers, play on your sons and your daughters' sympathy and get them to the house of God Sunday morning. Just tell them that's all you want. That's all they need to do is just come to church with you. And uh, we're going to have a great time of the Lord and uh, looking forward to God doing something great for us here on Mother's Day. And I do give honor and respect to my mother and uh, thank her for all that she has done in my life and the many different ladies uh, that has had a great influence in my life. And so remember those announcements. Let's come and uh, be ready to have church. Let's see God do something great for us. And uh, I know that God will. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Psalms chapter 103. Thank you, Brother Duplessy, for the good teaching this morning. Psalms chapter 103. We'll get into the Word of the Lord and uh, read a couple of passages of Scripture there. And uh, verse number 1 and uh, verse number 2. 103 and 1 and 2. The Scripture says, Bless the Lord... O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Verse number 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. So verse number 1 tells us to bless the Lord with all of our soul, and then we are to bless His holy name. With everything that is within us. Then verse number 2 tells us again. To continue blessing the Lord. But it also reminds us not to forget. His benefits. His benefits. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. You may be seated. I want to preach to you. For a few moments from this subject. God's benefits. God's benefits and uh, benefits is something that is very very good to have and uh, when you are offered a job or a position you always want to check in on what the benefits are and it's not just the pay it's not uh, just the salary that you would get but it's also about insurance and it's about retirement and uh, it's about vacation time. How many believes in that vacation time? Summer is about here. It looks like some this morning started summer a little bit early. But uh, vacation time. What are the benefits of working here? And uh, although the paycheck is a great benefit, and I've heard a lot of people say, Oh, I just love to work. But I tell you what, if they took away that paycheck, there'd be a lot less working going on, I'm sure. But uh, the benefits, what are the benefits? What, what is uh, available for me? And then you take all that into consideration and you get the total package of what it's all about and uh, how much is available to you. And the Word of God here uh, in Psalms chapter 103 is a chapter dealing with 
mainly talking about us blessing the Lord. And it's not always just talking about the blessings of God, but it is giving us a commandment that we are to bless the Lord. And uh, if we're not very careful, sometimes in our walk with God, we're always wondering what's in it for me. Uh, what am I going to get out of this? What, what's going to happen if I do this? And, and uh, what is uh, my pay for such and such? But if we would get our minds sometimes off of what we're getting out of it and start putting into it what we are to, supposed to do in blessing the Lord, that, that we would get more out of God. And uh, Wednesday night we were talking about this a little bit about faith and uh, then dealing uh, with the, uh, the, the prayer situation and how that we are to approach God. And when we are to approach God, God gives us direction on how to approach Him. And we are supposed to come before Him with praise and worship and to bless His wonderful name. So in Psalms chapter 103, the word blessed is used many times. This comes from a Hebrew word which is simply meaning to kneel, to bless as an act of adoration to God. And then, or it could also be to man, but in this setting, to God. This is uh, the 268th time that this word bless is used in the Bible out of a total of 330 times it is used in the Word of God. And then, uh, when we look at this word blessed, it is used 75 times in the book of Psalms alone. And then the word blessed is also used in the New Testament. Now I found this very interesting as a reason why I'm sharing this with you. That in the New Testament the word blessed in this setting is only used a total of 10 times. And so the Word of God, and, and a lot of people look at they want to get away from the Old Testament because it's full of law. But we are not to get away from the Old Testament because Jesus uh, uh, left us this for our, uh, 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 gave it available to us for our help and instruction. And then it tells us that the word blessed is only used a total of ten times in the New Testament. So in this law, we are not to get distracted by the law of God that we are not to continue to bless the Lord. So what it, what it leaves to me in the setting that, that, uh, when we are, could it maybe like this, that, that God has given us the Holy Ghost, which, uh, came to us in New Testament times, the fulfillment of the promise, the fulfillment of the prophecies through uh, the Old Testament times. And on Acts, in the book of Acts, we find the delivering of the Holy Ghost to the New Testament church. Could it be that God is telling us, okay, now since you have received this, there should be no problem with blessing the name of the Lord. After experiencing the experience that the New Testament church has... He said, I, I should not have to spend a lot of time on reminding you that you should bless the name of the Lord. And so, but, but it, when we look at our lives, there are times that we forget 
about blessing God and being a blessing to God. How many has God been a blessing to you? Amen. Now, but you are to be a blessing to God. Amen. So we were created for a purpose to bless the Lord, to worship Him, to commune with Him. We were created for His pleasure. Amen. And not for our pleasure. God was existing long before we were ever created. So we were created to bless the Lord and to worship Him. Ten places in in Psalms chapter 103, let me bring to your remembrance some things here that it is talking about, about bless the Lord. First of all, it says the first thing, bless the Lord, O my soul. And that is in verse number 1. Then it tells us that we are to bless the Lord with everything that is within us. That we are not to hold anything back from God in blessing Him. But we are to bless Him with everything that is within us. Then it tells us that we are to bless His holy name. Now they did not even know the name in Old Testament times. They called Him Jehovah. They called Him the I Am that I Am. But they did not have the name of Jesus. So how much more today should the church of the living God place emphasis on blessing the name of Jesus? I worship you, Jesus. I lift you up, Jesus. I give you glory and I give you honor, Jesus, because you are worthy of all of our praise. What they were searching for, the promises, the prophecies that they were expecting to be fulfilled any day. We have seen it fulfilled and we have the opportunity to bless the name of the Lord. Can I go back and remind you today that no matter what problem that you have in life, if you will learn how to bless and to worship the name of Jesus, you will find an answer for your trouble. Amen. You will find a way where there seemeth to be no way when you learn how to bless the name of the Lord. We bless the name of the Lord in good times. We bless the name of the Lord in bad times. Amen. Just yesterday, we laid to rest a wonderful lady that served God practically for her entire life. Amen. We were going over some of the things yesterday of the hardship that she faced in her life. And I know people face difficulties and people face battles. But when I was reminiscing about her life, in a six-month period of her life, she lost her husband, which was a pastor of the church that she helped him in. So she lost her husband and she lost her church. And then, within a six-month period, she lost her only son. Can you imagine the tragedy, the heartache, and the grief, and the sorrow? But still, she was able to bless the name of the Lord. Now, I want you to look at your life today and what you think is so, so dramatic that is going on today. The heartache and the hardship that you are facing... 
And I don't know, I don't know of anybody in this place right now that is facing what she faced in a six month period. But we, we have trouble blessing the name of the Lord. Come on, we can still give God glory and give God honor and give God praise. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Again, in verse number two, keep blessing Him with your soul. And then in ver- in, in, uh, the fifth thing is forget not all His benefits. And I will come back to that later because that's the subject that I'd really like to deal with. Then it tells us the sixth thing. Bless the Lord, you angels. Now, now He wants the angels. They were created for the sole purpose of magnifying God. And, and worshiping Him. They had no choice. That's just what they were created for. But God created us with the, the ability to make choices. So I believe that it makes a big difference to God when some human decides that I'm going to live my life for the sole purpose of blessing the name of the Lord. Then it tells us the seventh thing. Bless the Lord, ye host of His. Then it tells us, bless the Lord, ye ministers of His. Then it tells us, bless the Lord, all His works. The creation of the working of God. I believe gives God praise and give God glory. The majestic mountains, the beautiful seas, the beautiful uh, countryside that God has created. I believe that God looks over His creation and He still says, it is good. What God has created. Amen. The leaves on the trees just blow in a gentle breeze and it gives God glory and it gives God praise and it blesses the name of the Lord. All of these things brings a blessing to God. And then it tells us again, don't forget to bless the Lord with your whole soul. With the very deepest being that is within you to bless the Lord. Amen. Don't forget to give Him glory. And don't forget to give Him honor. And don't forget to give Him praise. What I would like to go back to is in verse number 2 today. The Scripture says, Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Amen. There is 30 benefits from God that I want to bring to your attention. You say, oh my Lord, we're going to be here all day. But I I probably will not get through to these. But there are 30 benefits that I would bring to your attention just in Psalms chapter 103. When you read Psalms chapter 103, you read about 30 benefits that is in serving God. If we are not very careful in our living for God, we get focused on living for God and we lose focus of the benefits of living for God. We get so carried away with being faithful to God and committed to God that we forget 
the benefits of serving God. Amen. Amen. It always amazes me when I look at the relationship of God and His church. How that the relationship of man and woman is a mirror image of the relationship with God and His church. There is benefits of marriage. Let me remind you of that. Can I get a witness? Can I get a weak witness? There is benefits of marriage. Now look at the spouse sitting beside you and remind them. There's benefits in having me. (laughs) Oh man, that was pretty weak. (laughs) You got benefits that come along with me. Some of you might not want to go over some of your benefits today. But there was benefits that come along with that. One benefit that you can... can, uh, um, claim each other on your tax return. <laughs> so there is benefits. There is benefits that come in. When, when you look at your wife, you got benefits with that. When you said, I do. There was a commitment. But there is benefits. The benefits is that you never had to go to McDonald's again. There's always a home-cooked meal sitting on the table when you come home. <laughs> uh, some of y'all's not reaping all your benefits, I can tell right now. There was benefits in that man that you married. Because when he walks home from work, he's always got a smile on his face. And he's always telling you how beautiful you are and how privileged he is to be married to you. He never gets angry. Never throws a fit. That's the benefits of being married to that individual. Now, some of you are not reaping full benefits, I can tell right now. But there are benefits. But if we are not very careful, we get too focused on the commitment, and we get too focused on uh, the binding of our obligation to enjoy the benefits. And when you get too focused on the obligations and the necessities of every day, you lose focus of all the benefits. Now there is benefits in reminding her how special she is to you. At least I could get an amen from the ladies. There is benefits in reminding him that you he is... The man of your dreams, not your nightmares. There is benefits. He was dreams and all of a sudden the dream turned into a nightmare. And, uh, but, but there is benefits in, in reminding. There is benefits in being nice and kind to one another. Now marriage is a lot of what you... This is not a marriage seminar, but let me get sidetracked just a minute to remind you. Marriage is not just something that happens when you say, I do. Marriage is something you make or you break. Now, if you choose to, you can be disgruntled and fight every day of your life. You can be mad at each other. You can find each other's faults and each other's shortcomings. 
You can wish to God you never would have met that person in your life. Or you can choose to approach it a little bit different. Boy, that's good. That's good preaching right there. I don't care who you are. But, but you, you, it's a choice that you make. Some people choose to be miserable. It's like the old saying is, they'd be upset if you hung them with a new rope. But <laughs> some people choose to live life miserable. Wake up in the morning and they can't find a smile for love nor money. Some people choose to be miserable if they was blessed with a million dollars. They'd be scared somebody's going to take it away from them. Some people choose to be miserable when they buy a new car. They can't do anything but find every little rattle. I can remember my daddy. My daddy was very particular and he thought everything had to be just right when he bought a new car. He said for years in buying a new vehicle he could not enjoy it because the first thing he would do when he drove it down the road is listening for a rattle. Ah, that tire's out of balance. Oh, man, look, it's pulling just a little bit to the left. He'd take it back to the shop. Leave it in the shop. They'd have to work on it. Then he'd get it back out. Oh, man, ah, the seat don't fit just right. Take it back to the shop. He said, for years, I couldn't even enjoy what I spent because I was looking for everything that was wrong. But finally, when I realized, hey, it's just something that man created, I'm going to enjoy the parts that work good. And I'm going to ignore some things that I need to ignore. I want to tell you today, in your relationship, you need to focus on some things that is good and compliment each other on some things that is right. And learn how to be happy. (laughs) Oh, praise God. Praise God. Believe it or not, there is someone in the world worse than who you are married to. You could have got them. And when I look back, when I look back over some of my choices that I could have made, I just want to shout. <laughs> because I made a good choice. <laughs> and when you look back over, When you look back over some of the choices that you could have made, you ought to run some victory laps because God helped you make some good decisions in your life. Don't get so focused with everything that is wrong that you forget to look at the benefits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's get back to to, uh, the Word of God here a little bit and off of relationship with each other and get on relationship with God. When, when we look at the prodigal son, the prodigal son was raised in a wonderful home. We don't find a lot of detail about what was going on in that home, but we do know that he was raised in a fairly wealthy home. A wonderful setting. So uh, the, the odds are he had a wonderful house to live in. The odds are he had a nice clean bed to sleep in. The odds are that that he had a nice little chariot to ride in. The odds are that he had good food to eat at home. But he could not see the benefits for all he could look at is I'm confined to this place. I can't get out of this place. I can't go spread my wings and fly. I want to tell you, the heads that God 
builds around his church is not to hem you in, but it's to keep the dangers of the world from coming in and destroying your life. Amen. Don't get so focused with, with what I can't do and what I am keeping myself from to where we lose the benefits of serving and living for God. The prodigal son could not see the benefits for looking at what he is committed to. So he comes to his daddy and he tells him, says, give me my inheritance that I can go do my own thing. So the prodigal son takes his inheritance and he leaves a safe place. How many times have we seen people take the blessings of God and walk out of a safe place? They go into false doctrine. They go into a terrible lifestyle because they cannot see the benefits of coming to the house of God. Can I remind you today that it is a benefit to be able to come here on a Sunday morning and lift up holy hands and worship a wonderful God. Can I remind you that it is a wonderful privilege of ours to be able to come out on Sunday night and get here early for prayer and come into the house of God to lift our hands and to worship a mighty God. Let me remind you that it is not a drag, but it's a privilege of ours. It's a benefit to be able to come out on Wednesday night and open up the Word of God and rightly divide the Word of truth. It's not something that we should dread. It's not a drag on us, but it is a benefit that God has given us. Amen. Amen. Since when did coming to the house of God and enjoying the presence of God become a drag to us. When you first received God, you was first filled with the Holy Ghost. The question was, can we have church tomorrow night? Can we just have church every night? But as time goes on, we lose our sight of the benefits. Now God has not changed. But we lose our sights of the benefits to where it becomes, oh no. Surely not revival again. It's preaching right there. Amen. The benefits of serving God. Can I remind you that the first, first one that, that the scripture deals with, our, our Psalms chapter 103 deals with, Forget not the benefits of forgiveness of sin. Oh, I'm a holy man. I'm a godly man. I'm a holy woman. I'm a godly woman. But the scripture says, reminds us that such were some of you. Now it tells us no liar no cheater, no fornicator, no profane person is going to enter into the kingdom of God. But then it goes back and it reminds us, don't ever forget, such were some of you, but you have been washed. Amen. I want to tell you, I once was a sinner bound by 
sin. But thank God for the benefit of being set free from sin. Oh, hallelujah. I once was bound, but now I'm free. I once was in trouble, but now I am saved. I once was on my way to a devil's hell, but God picked me up out of the miry pit and placed my feet upon a rock to stay. That's still a benefit of forgiveness of sin. It's always been a benefit, and it's always going to be a benefit of serving God. Amen. 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 I, I listen to people misuse grace and misinterpretate grace to say, oh, you got to sin all the time. So don't let it bother you and don't let it upset you. That's not what the Bible teaches. Amen. He said, such were some of you, but you have been washed. Amen. You have been cleansed. You have been purified. You have been justified by the grace of God, by the shedding of the blood that was shed on Calvary's hill. I want to tell you today, I once was a sinner. I once was a, uh, was a, a bad person, but God picked me up out of the miry clay. I don't want to do those things no more. Why do I not drink? Why do I not smoke? Why do I not carouse? It's not because God makes me not do it, but it's because I have been washed and I don't want to go back to that old man. It's still a benefit in serving God. Don't forget how good it feels to be free. Oh, some of you, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I can see right now you don't remember what you were before God picked you up off of rock bottom. Amen. God has blessed us, but we sometimes forget His benefits. Amen. Quit looking for a place to turn around and look for a reason to be faithful to God. Quit looking for a reason to quit and look for a reason to keep on. Amen. If there's no other reason in the world, it's reason enough to know I don't have to go to bed with condemnation. I don't have to go to bed worried about where I'm going to go if I were to draw my last breath. Why? Because I've been to an altar of repentance. Why? Because I've been to a baptismal tank and went down in the lovely name of Jesus. Why? Because I've been filled with the Spirit of God and I'm on my way to heaven. I want to tell you there's a benefit in serving God today. Hallelujah. 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 When you're serving God, you don't have to keep on sinning. Amen. That's a lie of the devil. You don't have to keep on sinning. Amen. The scripture says, little children, I write unto you that you sin not. He said, but if any man sin, that's not the end of the world. You have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. Who is just and able to forgive you of your sins. Amen. But you have to ask Him, God, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my mistakes, God. But that is one of the benefits of serving God. Oh, He loves me. And He loves me enough to cleanse me from my unrighteousness and my filthy ways. The second thing, there is a benefit of healing of diseases. Amen. 
healing of diseases. There is still healing. Amen. In the power and the glory of God. God is still a miracle worker. Amen. Brother Justin is not here this morning. But last week he come to me. He said, I, I hurt my back. I went to the doctor. And they said, I have two bulging discs. And so they're going to send me to a specialist. They're going to do another MRI and decide what needs to be done about it. I said, well, I can tell you this right now. You don't need back trouble and you don't need surgery on your back. He said, well, I want prayer that God would touch me. Amen. This was last week. Again, he went to the doctor. Still the same thing. Wednesday night we prayed for him again. He said, I got a doctor's appointment Thursday morning and I need God to work a miracle. We prayed for him. He called me Thursday morning after he went to the doctor. He said, the specialist looked at it and said, there's no bulging disc. It's gone. There's still healing is a benefit of serving God. God's still a miracle worker. God's still on the throne. It doesn't matter what sickness that you're facing today. It doesn't matter what the devil has thrown in your face. God's bigger than cancer. God's bigger than this sickness that is attacking your body right now. Healing is still in the plan of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a coincidence, I guess. No, there's healing in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. The third thing is redemption. There's 30. Don't fear. Redemption from all destruction. Amen. In verse number 4, he said there is redemption from all destruction. No matter what the devil throws in your way, God's bigger than the boogeyman. Amen. We glorify the devil way too much. Kind of like the lady that stood up and testified. She wanted to give God praise. I said, go ahead, sister. She said, oh, the devil's been after me all day long. Bless his holy name. But I made it to the house of God. Amen. We need to put the devil back in his place. The devil was defeated at Calvary. Amen. God went and he got the the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Amen. The devil can't send you to hell. God's bigger than the devil. God's got the keys and he's jingled them in the devil's face said, I've been victorious. I've been victorious. And my church is still going to be victorious. Amen. Amen. Redemption from destruction. Crowning with loving kindness. You have the favor of God. Amen. Now I tell you, I just tell you, there is benefits in being the baby of the family. I know that by experience. Can I get a witness in the house? Any babies? There is benefits in being the baby of the family. The only problem we have here is my wife is the baby of the family also. So we have a struggle there of who gets the most benefits. But there is benefits in that. One reason why your parents have meddled out by the time they get to you. 
Now you have, you have all of this experience ahead of you of everybody trying your mom and daddy's patience. And you look at them and you say, I'm smarter than that. There's a different way around this. So you learn a little bit a way how to connive your way around things. And how to maneuver your way around things. And so to get your way without really making a big scene. Now they just throw a fit and flop out on the floor. But after you've seen that and you see what happens to that, you realize, hey, ain't no sense in that. That ain't, that ain't working. There's another way to do this. So there is, there is, there is crowning with loving kindness. The way I like to look at it is I am the apple of God's eye. You say, well, why do you think that? Because He loved me so much that Jesus Christ put a cross on His back and made His way up Calvary's hill. And He laid there and allowed people to drive nails through His hands and His feet. He allowed them to beat His back. He allowed them to put a crown of thorns on His head. Why? He did it for me. You say, well, who do you think you are that He did it for you? What you need to do is get the understanding that He did it for me. Everybody in here ought to have that understanding. He did it for me. Amen. That is a benefit of serving God. To know that He loved me that much. And if He loved me that much, He's not going to leave me where I'm at right now. If He loved me that much, He's going to help me out of all of my distresses. Amen. Benefits in serving God. Crowning with tender mercies. How many is glad for mercy? Mercy works like this. I can remember one time in school. And uh, we were having chapel service. We went to what they call a Christian school, but it was really a private school. <laughs> All of us were not Christians at the time. <clears throat> but I can remember in chapel service, some of us boys, and we were cutting up pretty bad. and We was getting on the teacher's nerves, and they was trying to be serious, and we, hard to believe that, I know. But, but we were cutting up, and... And uh, so the teachers finally got enough, so they kept about six of us up there. And um, back in those days, um, they believed in punishment. And that was uh, with a paddle. And uh, trust me, they had my daddy's full permission too. And I wanted them to do it and not him to do it. And uh, so they got up there and I decided that I'd wait to last. Because I knew this teacher really liked me. <laughs> and I was thinking of some ways to come, come back with this deal of, of a lot of sincere apologies. And um, a few tears. Now all them, they were tough and they wasn't going to cry until they got through. And uh, they was all crying when they left. So they, they all made their wish. She'd spank one of them and they'd go out. So I was sitting there and it come my turn. I shouldn't have done it. And uh, I started playing on sympathy a little bit. And I got mercy 
And she, <laughs> this teacher gets up there. I, I hope she's not listening on the internet. But <clears throat> she gets up there and she gets her paddle ready. And she rears back and I'm, oh man, I can't believe you're doing this. I'm so sorry. I've told you how sorry I am. I'd never do it again. And she'd rear back and she'd swing. She said, I just can't do it. And then she'd get up her courage again. And uh, she'd rear back and she'd start I just can't do it. And so she sets me down and she gives me this long story. So both of us cried a little bit. Crying's better than getting a whooping any day. Mercies. That's the way God is. Brother Duplessis had already mentioned about David done something that was displeasing to God. God gave David a choice. He said, now David, you can fall into the hands of your enemies. And they're going to chase you and they're going to pursue you. I can send the plague. I can do this. But he said, God, what I want to do is I want, to, I want you to do it. <laughs> because I know you're a merciful God. Oh, I tell you, there's been times I've been worthy of judgment. There's been times I've been worthy of God just to put me over on the side and say, I'm through with you. I'm done with you. But a benefit in serving God is just get as close to God as you can do and get as close to God as you can possibly get. Because some way I might touch God by my sincere apology and sincere tears. Amen. The benefit in serving God is He's a merciful God. Oh, He's not some big God up there with a big hammer waiting on you to mess up and waiting on you to stumble and waiting on you to fall where He can hit you in the back of the head and cast you down to an evil pit of hell. No, but He's a merciful God. Amen. He's a merciful God. He's doing everything He can to pick you back up again. He's doing everything He can to prop you back up again. God wants to save you. And that's a benefit of serving God. I've got some of you so scared that I'm going to do all 30 this morning. You can't even get excited. The benefits of serving God. Amen. Is the mercy of God. The tender mercies of God. The prodigal son could not remember the benefits for seeing the confinements. People, you know, I, I know, I know we're different than, than most people in the world and most religions in the world. And the first thing people want to ask me is, how do you live like that? How do you live like that? How do I live like what? Well, the way you live, how do you live like that? I'm, I'm enjoying it myself. That's the way I live. I live happy. Because I see... They see the confinement. I see the benefits. And when you get your eyes off of the confinement and on the benefit, nobody has to encourage you to go to the house of God. Nobody has to prop you up in the house of God because thank God for all of His benefits. Amen. How many messages is used on encouraging the saints? Come on, you're going to make it. Come on, don't give up. Why do we have to do that? Because saints get their eyes off of the benefit.
delights in serving God. Amen. God has been good to me and He has surrounded me and overcast me and overshadowed me with the benefits of serving the Lord. Why don't we stand and give God praise for His benefits right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for the benefits in serving God. Praise God. Amen. The last one I would like to submit to you today is He satisfies us with good things. He satisfies us with good things. The benefits in serving God. The blessings in serving God. God wants to satisfy you. God wants you to be happy. Being miserable don't make you a good Christian. (laughs) Walking around with a frown on your face don't mean that you're religious. God wants to satisfy you with good things. The benefits of serving God. There's something better That God wants to give you. There's something nicer that God wants you to have. You you say, oh, that ain't. The Scripture says, amen, that it's God's good will that we would be in good health and that we would prosper. God's chosen people. Amen. Abraham, was Abraham a poor man begging all of his life? No. Abraham was a rich man. He was enjoying the benefits of God. Jewish people, they know how to make money. Amen. Who was running, who was running the, the economy situation when... America was doing so great just a few years ago. Amen. God's people are to be blessed. And don't, don't, ever, don't ever sell into this thing that you've got to be poor to be religious. That's, that's a joke. Amen. The benefits of serving God. There is benefits in serving God. I've seen people that, that God has put their, His hand on. That everything they touch is blessed. If their car blows up, God has somebody come by and give them a brand new one. Because the benefits of serving God The benefits of serving God. 
Don't let the devil tell you that there is no joy in serving the Lord. Lift your hands right now. Ask God to touch us today. God, help us, Lord, to see the benefits in serving You. Help us, Holy Ghost. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I tell you today, if you don't know Him, and you're not serving Him today, I testify unto you that there is great benefits in serving God. I've only covered seven of the benefits out of 30 in just one chapter. There is benefits in serving God. If you're having trouble in your life, God can make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Let me tell you, one of the greatest benefits is the opportunity to come to God and get forgiveness of sin, as we have already talked about. The benefit of getting forgiveness of sin is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The benefit of the infilling of the Holy Ghost and forgiveness of sin is the availability of being baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. The benefits in serving God. Can I tell you, it'll change your life forever. Hallelujah. It'll make a difference in your home. It'll make a difference on your job. Because that's one of the benefits of serving God. I wonder if there's anybody in this house right now would like to step out and make your way to this front and say, God, help me to get refocused on the benefits of serving God. Help me, Lord, to get a, another glimpse of all of the things that You're doing for me. Help me, God, to refresh that desire of I'm going to get up every morning and bless your name. It's just a benefit in serving God. It's a benefit in serving God. Is anybody in here, you experience the benefits of the Lord? Hallelujah. As they sing this morning, I wonder if you'd make your way to this front and just thank God all over again. I want to thank you for the benefits. Oh God, I want to praise you for the benefits that you've given me for serving you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I wonder if you'd lift your hands, close your eyes right now, and get another glimpse of the benefits in serving God. Has God been good to you? Think about something that God has blessed you with today. Just a benefit in serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.